y'all. Uh, so this last session is dealing with our identity as saints. What does saints mean? Set apart to make holy. Now, set apart from what? Set apart from our sin. We know this. We're Bible students here. Set apart from sin and set unto the Lord. It's one thing to be just set aside from something, but it's the glorious thing of the gospel is that God has set us apart from sin and the world and the devil, and he has set us unto himself. And that is what redemption is. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7 says, in him. We've seen this repeated over and over again. In him, in Christ, in the beloved, in whom, right here in verse 7, in him we have uh, the redemption of our transgression through his blood. Now listen, really quickly, let me stop for a second. I love, I love, I love um, this particular verse, this one verse is so power packed, but just get a, we're going to do just a, 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 um, a bird's eye view of this, but I, I just want to focus on the words we have right now, present tense, okay? Um, in him we have, in him we have what? And the Lord, as I read this and was studying this, it was so many things that came to my mind, but it was one instant the Lord just uh, had pop in my mind as I was doing the study in Ephesians, and it was the, the night before he saved me. And, and I just remember um, I had heard the gospel from my grandmother. I would go to church. I was, I, no, I didn't go to church. I was drugged to church. I, she drugged me to church. And because uh, I didn't want to go, I just, I was rebellious, y'all. I was dead in trespasses and sins. <laughs> Woo! So, but as, as a young girl, my grandmother, um, who was my life, uh, uh, I didn't have my father, I told you. And then I was going some, through some things with my mother. So my grandmother became my mama and she was my life. And so God used her, the Lord used her to take me under her wings at a young age. And she drugged me to church. So there I heard the seeds of the gospel. They, they hadn't planted and taken root yet, but the, 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 the seeds were there. The seeds were there. And um, so long story short, um, the Lord um, took my idol away because, again, before the foundation of the world, he wanted me to be drawn in close to him into his bosom, okay? No man, no parent, no child no husband, no career can satisfy you. The Lord won't let it. Okay, hear what I'm saying. You will try. You will try. We, it's all in us. It's in us. Uh, I want to find my identity as a good mama. I wanted to be the best mama ever. I wanted to be the most godliest wife ever. I wanted to be the sweetest and most loving and caring pastor's wife. I wanted to be the best, bestest friend. I wanted to be all of that. But I was building my identity, my personhood. Those are gifts. Those are good. But my identity, who I was, I was building on that. And the Lord opposed me. And he will oppose you too. Because the Lord shows no partiality. How about that? Okay. So all that to say, 
And so the Lord took me back into that time when I was, I was, I was, I was young. I, 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 he gave me my grandmother. It was a purpose and a, a reason why he gave me my grandmother because he wanted her to drag me to church and hear the gospel. And, and then one day I got a phone call. I was so close to my grandmother. I got that phone call and my, my mom got the phone call and we were heading to the hospital. And I remember I, I had never prayed to, to God or Jesus before, but I heard about the man on Calvary. I heard about the God who created all these things by being drugged to church. Um, but I was in the back seat of my car, or the car where my mother was driving, and I, and I knew my grandmother was in the hospital, and everyone's face was, was, was looking worried. And I was about 14 years old, and I remember this day like it, was ne- like it was just yesterday. And I remember for the first time in my life, I prayed, y'all. I prayed. And I remember I prayed to the Lord, and I said, Lord, I, I, Jesus, uh, you're the one that my grandmother talks to, Jesus. My, my grandmother is, is in the hospital. I don't know what's going on with her. But if, if, if you spare her life, I'll, 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 I'll worship you like my grandmother will. And I'll, I'll serve you and I'll enjoy going to church instead of reg- not liking it. And so, and I remember, I mean, and I was crying because I, I was scared. I was scared, and, and I was just crying out to the God of my grandmother. Please, 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 save, you know, save my grandmother. Please don't let, she's all I got. Please don't let her go. She's all I got. She's the only one that really loves me unconditionally. Don't do it. If you, if you, if you, if you don't take her, I'll serve you. But if you do. I was 14 years old, y'all. I remember this. I said, but if you do. I will never talk to you again in my little 14-year-old. I will never, I will never talk to you again. I won't serve you. I won't love you. I won't nothing. And I remember getting to the hospital, and I saw all my family members on the floor crying and hollering, and I knew that my grandmother was gone. And so that that um, story the Lord brought to my heart was to encourage me that the Lord took that hard heart. Listen to me. That hard heart that grew up from 14 to 21 until he saved me. And I filled in so much depravity and wickedness to try to fill the voids in my heart. I exposed myself to so many things. And um, the Lord saw it all. And at 21, what is there to be tired of? But for me, I remember the night before the Lord saved me from that, in that car saying, I will never. Till 21 uh, in my little apartment. And I remember taking some things. And I remember saying, I'm tired. I'm tired. I have been with all relationships trying to find, and I couldn't find it. I was the most popular gal at the clubs and at the parties, and I wasn't fulfilled. And uh, so I remember praying to God my second time, and I said, please don't let me wake up. Please don't let me wake up. I'm tired. And the next morning, I woke up. I was so angry. I was so angry, and I remember going to work. I was working at the Secretary of State's office, and I remember going into the bathroom because I couldn't get myself together. I was just a wreck, and I remember the Lord came near. He drew near to me, y'all. Those seeds of the gospel that was planted, listen, he planned that before the foundation of the world. He set my whole course. 
when you look at your past, don't, 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 don't listen. This is God's story about you. You just happen to be in it. Okay? This is, this is God's story. Okay? Everything works together for his glory and our good. Everything. So now, now he, 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 he saved me that next day, y'all. And so everything that happens from then till now, I believe because the Bible says he's worthy. He's a good God. He's a keeping God. But then he took me along through my experience to be able to see for myself, not through the lens of my grandmother, but me myself that he's a merciful savior. He's a merciful redeemer. He's a patient God. He's a long-suffering savior. So in him we have, so today, whatever you're going through, today, back then, I had redemption. Through his blood, he saved me. Now sanctifying, I have today his redemption, which covers all of your transgressions, all of your sins, if you are in Christ Jesus. Now, listen, I have to preference this because a lot of us have raised up in the church. And I ain't got much time. And I'm getting on the plane. So if you're mad, I, listen, I love y'all. But the reality of it is, is that I, I just want to be, I just, I just want us to be sure today that there's someone in this audience that you may have been for years, for, for 20, 30 years you've been going to church, and, and, and it's, it's your religious duty. And then there's some other ones that you're younger, and, and, and you're, 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 don't, you're kind of on the fence. You don't, you don't know. You think you're a believer, and you don't know. Um, uh, I want to encourage you um, that it's a terrifying thing to fall into the hands of the living God. It's a terrifying thing. When the Bible says that God so loved you that he sent his only begotten son, that whoever shall believe in him shall not perish but have eternal everlasting life. Listen, when it says believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, that's not an invitation. That's a command. Ladies, I'm going to tell you, and especially my young, my young babies, I love my young girls, my, my young sisters in Christ. Listen, I know you and your season, and you got to go through your season so you can see God for yourself. But, but I, I want to encourage you that all these older seasoned saints who have walked a little bit with the Lord, they were young like us too. And they went through something, nothing new under the sun, Ecclesiastic says. Nothing new under the sun, right? So I just want to encourage you to listen, to, 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 to pray to the Lord and ask him to bring you that, that woman that you can glean from. Uh, there's nobody, listen, have you been to every, have you walked up to everybody in the church and asked them could they disciple you? If not, there's somebody out there for you. Because we need each other. We need each other, and our older women need to walk in a manner worthy of their calling so that we will want to follow you. Okay, that has nothing to do with Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7. In him, we have the redemption. So, saint, we know that, again, that's called uh, apart, set apart, sanctified, holy. Now, you may ask yourself, or you should ask yourself, or we should ask ourselves, how do I know I'm 
a saint. It's because I walked down the aisle. It's because my whole family went to church and I was raised up in the church. Um, Is it because I have a lot of theology and I know the Bible and, and I know all? This is what Paul says in verse 1. To the saints who are in Ephesians and who are faithful. How do you know you're a saint? You are faithful in Christ Jesus. Now, he does not say perfect, but he does say faithful. What does faithful look like? Faithful looks like 1 John 1, 9. When you sin, when you, well, before I was saved, when I sinned, I made all kind of excuses. I tried to, to, to suppress my, my, my convicting conscience, okay? Or blame somebody else for why I was doing this and, and while I was doing that. But when God saves you and sets you apart to himself and he pours the Holy Spirit within you, his love in you through the Holy Spirit, he gives you a new heart, as Jeremiah says. When he does that, something changes. And what we do is 1 John 1, 9, if we sin, then we confess our sins. And if we confess our sins, he is faithful and he's righteous and he's just to forgive us of all our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, if you are saved, that doesn't mean salvific forgiveness, but it's parental forgiveness. It's almost like when Jesus was talking to his disciples and he said, listen, you're already clean. When he, was tell, he told him, he said, I want to wash your feet. And Peter said, no, 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 I don't want you washing my feet. He said, well, then you have no part in me. And Peter said, wash my whole body. Remember that? You can remember that? And, and Jesus said, no, no, only your feet needs to be washed as you're walking through this world. Your feet get dirty. We know this, right? So Jesus is saying this. If you are a saint, the Holy Spirit will lead us to the conviction of our sins like David felt in Psalm 32. You remember that when he slept with Bathsheba and then he murdered her husband and all these things, right? What can a believer not do? Well, the Bible has all type of illustrations uh, illustrations of God's great grace for great sinners, okay? So David was a man after God's own heart. But the reality of it is, is that the Lord drew him, because he was a true believer, to repentance. And um, he was broken. And um, I'm just, uh, there's so many things going on, but I'm going to stick right here because we only got a few minutes. Okay, so, so that is uh, the definition of a, a saint, is that we confess our sin. Also, 1 John 5, 3 says, how you identify, if you truly are a saint, uh, is that we keep God's word. 1 John 5, 3 says, for this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. What does that mean, not burdensome? Now, there are, when the Lord asks us to forgive and to, to love our enemies, it, it, it may be difficult. Not burdensome means this, is that even though it may be difficult within yourself, because you love the Lord Jesus Christ, you're pressing in and leaning on the fruit of the Spirit that the Holy Spirit energizes within you. In other words, you want to obey God. You, you, just simple. You want to obey. Lord, I, I want to obey you. I, I, I need you to help me. And the Lord is going to say, I've given you everything pertaining to life and godliness. I just need you to trust in me. Not try to do it in your own strength. But that's how you know you're a saint. You want to forgive. You, 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 you want to you deal and you love God's commandments. That's one evidence. And then also uh, another evidence is 1 John 2, 9, which says, um, he who is in the light does not hate his brother, 
But if he hates his brother, he is in darkness until now. I'm going to tell you. Sisters, y'all, we need each other. I just, we, we, we need each other, okay? And, and I tell you, my heart breaks to hear of how, as women, we, we sabotage ourselves. We sabotage ourselves. The Lord um, preordained and destined all those who are saved in here to be his children, to be brought into his home. And every woman in here has a spiritual gift. Every woman in here has been filled with the Holy Spirit and set aside to God for the upbuilding of the body, the church, his bride. And, 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 and we sabotage the blessings that God would have for us by 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 slandering one another and gossiping about one another and not building one another up. The world outside is already trying to devour us. They're trying to devour us, and guess what? We're helping them. If anything, this should be our sanctuary, our sanctuary of encouragement. A woman should be able to share her heart and not feel as though that, that, that you're going to betray that heart of hers. Okay, again, I only got a few. I must stay right here on this, right here. Okay, so um, also uh, the fruit of being a saint is uh, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14, that um, we hold on to the gospel no matter what. In, in our shifting world and views and, 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 and how women can be pastors and... and, and, and and homosexuals are Christians, and, and, and if you're not of a certain political party, you ain't going to heaven. It's not the gospel. We hold on to the true gospel that Jesus, God in human flesh, came down and he died on the cross. Whoever should believe in him will be saved. That's the gospel. Okay, okay, all right, okay, okay. So we hold on to the gospel. And so Hebrews 4.14 says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to our confession. The gospel, y'all, the gospel. So we're going to see, I'm just going to kind of bring it in, um, dealing with redemption um, and Jesus being our, our kinsman redeemer. Now, we all know the story of... Um, of Ruth and, and Boaz, and, and a lot of, you know, we, we joke as women, and we say, well, I'm waiting for my Boaz, and all of that, and, and all of that. Now, praise the Lord. It's a, it's a gift, and um, it's a shadow, though. That, that story, we know this, it's, it's a shadow of the perfect the perfect redeemer, the perfect husband. and Because every, every true saint of the Lord who loves the Lord Jesus Christ and who's striving every day to walk in the spirit for the glory of God, who is married, knows, uh, for me, I have, listen, I love me, listen, I love me some Victor Sholar, okay? And anybody who knows me knows I love me some Victor Sholar, but I'm going to tell you one thing. All I'm going to say is this. I have learned and grown through my Christian walk and realizing even though my husband tries to meet needs and he tries to be there for me and he prays for me, there are sometimes I cannot even articulate how I'm feeling. So therefore, how can he help me? He's a shadow. He's not something I'm supposed to put my identity in and my self-worth in. He's a gift. He's a gift that God gave me as a companion, but not as my little God. 
So even those who are looking for a Boaz, remember that you're looking for a gift from God, a companion, not to take the place because God sees our hearts. And he, he's a jealous God, and he will not allow anything to take his place. So the shadow, Boaz, finds Ruth. Now, I love this. I love how the Lord, how he systematically puts things. He knows exactly what he's doing. And we know with, um, with, with Ruth that in Genesis chapter 19, we get the background of her heritage, her, her ancer, ancer, uh, ancestors. Yeah, that. And so to encourage your heart, I know for some of us women, we struggle with our identity because of what, where we came from. Uh, we get ashamed of who we, what we came from. Everybody didn't grow up in a Christian home. Everybody didn't grow up. So we get ashamed of it, but the Lord, had, he had a story for you, a true event, and he ordained it for it to be in the Bible. And so you have Ruth the Moabitess, y'all. And we know her lineage, that she, her, her, her great, 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 great people she came from was Lot and his oldest daughter, who uh, was in an incestual relationship. And so she, so, so she came from the Moabitess uh, people, and they, they were despised by the Israelites. Actually, in 1 Kings 11, 1 through 11, and Numbers 25, 2 through 5, the Lord told Israel, don't even intermarry with these people. They are so corrupt and so evil. They worship so many gods. They send their people through the fire, human sacrifice. They're an abomination. Don't even, don't do it. Don't do it. And then the Lord in his grace. And he said, the reason why he said not to do it is not so much the ethnic aspect. It was because they would pull the people's hearts away from the true and living God. Okay? So here you come with Ruth. Ruth comes on the scene, y'all. It's beautiful. She has all this baggage. All this baggage. And the Lord goes in and changes her heart through even a, a reluctant mother-in-law who was in her own little pity part. Not, hey, I listen, she lost her husband and her two sons. But she was in her own little place. And the Lord still used her. In her grief, Ruth was still able to see that she, even, even when she was weeping and she was woeless and mean and all that stuff, she still believed in the God of Israel, the God of the Bible. And the Lord used that seed to save Ruth and brought Ruth to a country, a land in Bethlehem that was not hers. And Boaz, uh, fast forward, you know the story. He praises her. He says, listen, I heard. I heard what you did for your, for your mother-in-law. And I heard what you did on, 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 uh, for, your, for your husband uh, who passed away. Um, I know what it was to come to a land that's not your own. You, you did that. You left your own homeland and all that pagan activity in your mom and daddy's house. And you came to a people who did not even know you. It, it, it was all new to you. And then I love this part where he says, and you came and you found shelter under the wings of the Lord. And, and so that was, the, that was her transformation. That was her salvation. She came and it, it just wasn't Naomi and it just wasn't her husband. It just wasn't coming. But she came and she found shelter under the wings of the Lord. And the Lord indeed is our, he's our kinsman. <laughs> Woo! He's our kinsman redeemer, y'all. Um, Galatians chapter 4, 4 says this, but when the fullness of time, the appointed time, the fullness of time, I love that in the Bible, but when the 
When the fullness of time came, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, so that he might redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons and daughters. Just like, just like, just like uh, Ruth, we were, uh, Ephesians, if you go read through those six verse, I mean, six chapters of Ephesians, um, uh, Ephesians says that we were aliens and, and strangers, that we were outside of the covenant we had no hope we were without god in the world right this is we were we were just like a ruth and and, and jesus became our kinsman redeemer at the appointed time y'all at the appointed time he became our kinsman redeemer and redeem means that again he paid a price to pull us out of bondage and slavery, the penalty of sin and the power of sin. Indeed, he is our kinsman redeemer. Therefore, Romans 6, 6 uh, through 7 says, knowing this, because we've been redeemed, this is what a saint is, y'all. I'm talking to myself. Knowing this, we died with Christ and was raised up with Christ, that our old self was crucified with him in order that, for the purpose, that our body of sin might be done away with so that, the purpose, we would no longer be slaves. He he redeemed us out of the marketplace of slavery, y'all, so that we would no longer be slaves to sin, Verse 7, for he who has died is free from sin. Verse 12, therefore do not let sin reign in your mortal body. Now, I love those, therefore do not. Because the Lord is never going to command us something we can't do. That's a command. When he says do not let, that means that he's giving you everything pertaining to life and godliness not to do what he said not do. But we got to tap into that thing by being in our word, y'all, and being yielded to the Holy Spirit and not trying to lean to our own understanding and do things according to our will. Okay? I love y'all. I'm just saying. Okay. So also, Jesus is our scapegoat. Now, uh, really quickly... Really quickly, uh, we see in the Old Testament, um, in Leviticus chapter 16, is a beautiful picture on the day of Yom Kippur, the day of atonement, uh, when the priest would have those two uh, goats. You, you all are familiar with this, right? So it was the Old Testament sacrificial system that the Lord was setting up in Leviticus 16. And it's so beautiful, the imagery, because you have these two goats, these two sacrificial animals. One was for a sin offering, and one uh, was a a, um, um, redemption. And so with the, the sin offering, that first goat was taken and placed before the Lord and consecrated, and it was slaughtered. It was slaughtered on the altar. And then it's so wonderful, the imagery again, uh, the, the, the high priest would then enter into the Holy of Holies and sprinkle that blood of the first sacrifice on the mercy seat. Okay, track, track, we're going to come back to that mercy seat. This is all because it's all a shadow. It's all a picture. Um, and we're going to see the substance is only in Jesus Christ. In him, we have redemption. Okay, so you have that first one was slaughter. Then that second one, the priest would, would, would go and he would lay his hands on that second goat. Y'all, y'all know this. Sa- lay his hand on that second uh, goat. And it was a symbol of him taking all of the sins of the children of Israel and 
placing it on the head of that goat. And then they had a man, y'all, that uh, would take up that, uh, that goat and then take him way, 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 way out into the wilderness where he could never, ever, ever, ever return. Showing that this is how the Lord Jesus Christ is our scapegoat, is that he was slaughtered. Uh, 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 Isaiah 53, the Lord was pleased to crush him. He bore our griefs, our pain on that cross. He was, he was slaughtered. He was our sacrificial lamb. He was slaughtered. And then his death also took away our sins. They can never return. Therefore, there's now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. The condemnation is no because Jesus took away. It can never, ever, ever, ever return. Uh, y'all, that's some good news. That's some good news, y'all. And then lastly, as a saint, we have to hold on to the fact that Jesus is our sympathetic high priest. Oh, now this is my favorite one, y'all. Hebrews chapter 4, verses 14 through 16 says, Seeing then, seeing then that we have this great high priest who has entered into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Therefore, let us hold fast to our confession, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with us, but in all ways was tempted like we were, yet without sin. Therefore, let us come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may receive grace and mercy to help us in a time of need. This is who we are. This is ours, y'all. The world don't got this, but this is the gifts that God has given us in him. We have the redemption. I love, I was here the, a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, uh, visiting, and um, my gracious host, Mrs. Felix, took me to her home, and um, she, she fed me so well. Barbecue was just greasy. We just had a good time. Anywho, that's beside the point. Um, she took me into her room where her grand piano was. And we sat around there and she played some beautiful hymns to me. And it blessed my soul. And we just, we had a good time of just worship and fellowship. And when I think about Jesus as my sympathetic high priest, I think of the concept, and many music uh, lovers may know this, but it's called sympathetic resonance, uh, sympathetic vibration, or sympathetic resonance. And what that means is this, Sister Felix, when you were playing that piano, let me tell you something. In that room, if you have two pianos, one over here and one over here, and if someone walks into that room and plays the high C note on that one piano, do you know the sympathetic resident is that the other piano, though it's never been touched, will vibrate that sound out into the room. Jesus is our sympathetic high priest, y'all, that whatever touches us here on this earth, he came down so that he could put on flesh, that he could sympathize and feel everything that I'm going through. When I am touched with, a firm, with, with, with affliction, when things don't go the way that I thought they were going to go, when my feelings, my little, my little feelings are hurt, when, I, when, when things are just hurt, bothering me and I can't articulate it to my husband or to my friend, I have a sympathetic high priest in the heavenly places who I don't have to tell him 
anything. He knows all about it because he feels it in his, in his body, y'all. That's, the, that's who you are. Listen, when you go back into real life, you got to remind yourself of who you really are. You are a child of God. He chose you before the foundation of the world. He chose you to himself. He didn't choose you to be a slave. He chose you to be adopted daughter, all according to the praise of the glory of his grace. And you are redeemed saint, y'all. That's who we are. Listen, even if you don't feel like it, it's because of the redemption of Jesus Christ. You are what you are. Like Paul said, I am what I am. I know I don't look like it, but I am what I am because of the blood of Jesus Christ. This is who we are, y'all. And we should celebrate this. Even though, even through our tears. Even though, because the Bible tells me in Revelation that one day he's going to dry up all those tears. He's going to dry up all those tears. But all those tears have a purpose to conform me to the image of Christ Jesus. Don't despise the chastening hand of the Lord. Don't despise your trial. Rejoice. Be thankful. Not for the trial, but who's over the trial. He's in control. He's going to work it all together for our good and his glory. Amen, y'all. Amen. I love y'all. <laughs>